Well, hello, race fans. Welcome to a new edition of USF Pro Insider, episode number 47. My name is Rob Howden, the voice of the USF Pro Championships, presented by Cooper Tires. And we've got the season underway, which is fantastic. Uh, spring training, of course, at Sebring. We rolled then into uh, early March to the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg to start off the season on the Concrete Canyon, if you will. Always a tough race for the young drivers to get things underway. From there, at the end of March, Moving to Sebring again, once again, back to Sebring. All three runs of the USF Pro Championship were there. USF Juniors, USF 2000, and the USF Pro 2000 category. Little break in the action for USF 2000 and the Pro Drivers as well. Juniors were on track at Barber Motorsports Park, but it is the month of May, as everybody knows. Right now, it is May the 5th. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. Uh, but we are heading to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in uh, just under a week's time. After that, of course, capping things off with the Carb Night Classic and the Freedom 75 and the Freedom 90 at IRP, Indianapolis Raceway Park. So again, uh, excited always to head to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And there are some people that look at that track even more than others as being a, a special place. Those people that kind of grew up and in the Indianapolis area around Indiana, obviously, uh, you know, think more about IMS probably than everybody else, even though we all um, you know, put it up as the, as the crown jewel of motorsports. But Al Morey IV, who's joining me here right now, rookie uh, driver, uh, this year for Jay Howard Driver Development, piloting the number seven machine. Al, thank you so much for joining me, man. It's almost time to go to IMS to do some driving. Well, hey, Rob, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, honestly, this race is what I've been looking forward to more than any of them this season. I mean, uh, St. Pete was something else as being my first race, but home racing in front of my family and my friends is going to be something really special, I think. Yeah, I would think so. You know, we have, we've had guys like Parker Thompson on here before. Of course, you know, he came up through the Road to Indy, which is now the USF Pro Championships, and loved all the races he was at. Toronto was the one, right? He always wanted to do well in Toronto. Even though he's from Alberta, he wanted to do well in Toronto because that was that Canadian race. Same for James Hinchcliffe. A lot of the drivers coming from Canada look at that, you know, that Honda Indy Toronto. For If, you, if you're from Indianapolis, let's be real, IMS, you've circled that one on the on the calendar as soon as it happened. Have you ever raced anything there before? I know you were there at the Fall Combine last year, but have you driven? Have you raced at all at IMS before? I have not actually. That was I've been on the track before. Yeah. Uh, we did a like a BMW kind of like driver experience thing. Me and my dad did. Uh, I wasn't driving. I wasn't old enough, but I got to be on the track. But then honestly, the the Fall Combine was the first uh, time I had driven at the track. So we'll, we'll come back. The race. Yeah, we'll come back more and talk about that later in the show here, this podcast. Uh, again, this is all about just trying to get to know you as a young driver. It's interesting because you don't have that deep of obviously of, of a racing career. You're not one of these guys that was racing carts when he was five, six, seven years of age. You know how you're 17 now, correct? Yes. Yeah. Turn 18 yes, this, this, this August. So mm -hmm. uh, you're 17 years of age, but you weren't running go-karts when you're five, six or seven, you know, looking at your bio, you kind of got into indoor karting a number of years ago. Uh, really, you only really started racing outdoor karting in 2021. Did you, did you start running out at Newcastle Motorsports Park? Like so many Indiana drivers did. I did. Yeah. We, we still do that. Just had a race there last weekend and yeah, it started in 21 and then F4 last year and now we're here. So. Well, let's let's talk about you and your family. So, your love of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and racing—that did that start early? It did. I always remember watching the Indy 500 with my dad and my mom back when I was very young. Uh, all Indy car races, really, but especially the 500. And then growing up, knowing especially what it means. Um, my first Indy car race was the uh, the Grand Prix, not the 500, but the, okay. the Grand Prix. Um, so, the whole track just always meant a lot to me. Like that first experience of seeing an Indy car go being at home so it's just the whole place is very special i agree trust me i, I feel it <laughs> i feel it. i've been involved in some great stuff there 
So let's talk about the genesis of you moving from being a guy with a watch the races with your dad to saying, okay, I'm going to try it. Was it, was it indoor karting kind of a fun thing? Your buddies went out, your family went out and did some indoor karting somewhere at one of the tracks locally? Yeah. So my dad first took me to K1 Speed, the indoor karting place that's closest to me uh, when I was nine, because I'd been watching motorsport up to that point, you know, okay. whatever it might be. Um, and I wanted to get started in some sort of racing. I didn't know. Obviously, I couldn't get in an Indy car right away. So I wanted to start with something. <laughs> <You're right>. um, <laughs> So he takes me up there and says, hey, listen, this is where you can start. You can get the ropes. And I said, all right. So I just kind of did that casually, had some fun with it, uh, from, I think, until I was about 14. And then they've got kind of like a, a championship kind of thing that goes on up there. Every month yeah. you enter in like a positional race. And at the end of 2020, uh, I won that year. And then that's when we got hooked up with Jay. He got us into outdoor karting and from outdoor karting to cars. So it's kind of a, a – I'll put it this way, a different approach to getting into cars. And I know a lot of my teammates <laughs> and friends have, so <laughs> it's unique. There's nothing, man, listen, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Passion. Uh, when you put passion together with commitment to dedicate and the dedication to getting better, you know, in driver development, I think that's key. And that's of course, one of the things that Jay's really focused on It's called Jay Howard driver development for a reason, right? right. He's been around uh, with through karting through all the, all the ladder system races. And as we know, into IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. So working with Jay, he gets you out of indoor karting. You end up going out to Newcastle Motorsports Park, like so many drivers have, whether it be a Connor Daly or a Joseph Newgarden, two, of course, of the drivers we all know that came up through the Dismore program out there. And I know I, I saw you said you just raced. You, you just won a race last weekend, didn't you? A couple I, did. Days ago? I did. Yeah, just a couple of days ago in, in the uh, hail pouring down rain and wind. It was a interesting experience but had a lot of fun good for so. you that's a good experience so <laughs> so listen you. you transition in obviously uh you know you get a chance to do some testing uh you drove uh, jay's f4 car you got a chance mm -hmm. to drive last year the usf 2000 car let's talk about you jumping out of out of karting limited karting of course indoor karting to some outdoor karting right into car races you did a handful of races uh last year in f4 how did that go and how was the transition for you so so quickly that's a rapid rise you know, honestly, the transition was it was made a lot easier by the whole team, to be honest. I started testing at the end of 2021, the very end after my first full karting season. And we did quite a bit of testing and preparation before my first race that would have been mid-Ohio. Um, and coming into mid-Ohio, we didn't set any sort of expectations besides, hey, bring the car home, learn as much as you possibly can. Right? Perfect. Um, so we go in there and. I lap one of the first race. There's a massive pileup, which I, I avoided, which I was very happy with, but it was like, kind of like trial by fire. Like here it is. This is, this is it, you know? So, um, but at the end of the weekend, the whole car came back. We had very good results um, just outside the top 10. And with all the preparation that went in during, you know, what the beginning of their season was, I think that's what ultimately got me ready for the car racing so quickly. Like you said, out of, out of karting. Yeah, so the, you guys immediately focus. Obviously, you did, like I said, did uh, a partial season in F four. Then you decide, hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the USF Pro Championships for twenty twenty two or twenty three rather. We saw you uh, last year at the Fall Combine. You're with Jay Howard. How excited were, were you to make the jump from F four into this program that is so closely aligned to IndyCar? It was it was huge, honestly, for me because of just what you just what you just said. Getting having a path to IndyCar now with the USF two thousand car is huge. And to drive the car, when I first drove the car last year in Autobahn, uh, Illinois, I was like, I knew that this was the thing I wanted to be driving. <laughs> Everything about it, I loved. So when we finally made the decision that said, yes, we're going to race this car next year, I was over the moon. And especially because we get to race here at home. So that's something that wasn't uh, wasn't available on F4. And that made me even more excited to, to make the jump. 
Yeah, that little extra bit, right? That exclamation yeah. point on the end of the decision <laughs> to come here for sure. Now, you know, when when did the mindset say, hey, listen, I want to go racing? Because when, you, when you're coming into this level of competition, right, with the amount of investment that has to be made to, to race at this level, your mindset has to be, listen, I want a career in motorsports. I want to be a driver. You know, whether it's whether I get all the way to IndyCar, whether I follow the footsteps of some of the other drivers that end up, you know, getting full-time careers at IMSO, whatever it may be. When did that happen? Was it was, was it immediately when you decided to go car racing? Was it like, okay, I'm, I drive into, I'm driving into the, this F4 car for a reason. This just isn't an experience. This is essentially me starting, hopefully, a career path. That's That was honestly exactly what I was thinking. You know, when I first drove the Formula 4 car, my goal there was to make an impression that I, I could drive the car and that I could make a career out of this. And that was as soon as I got in and had my seat fit, that was the goal. I wanted it to be more than just a, an experience for sure, because I want to hopefully make it all the way up. Yeah. So so then let's look at this. Let's You, you jump in as a rookie. There's a lot of rookies in USF 2000 this year, but they're, they're rookies by name. A lot of these guys have a lot of experience, right? Coming yeah. from F4 or whatever, whatever program it may be. I'll say this and I'll ask you, I'll ask, I'll say it first and I'll ask you to grade it for me. First couple races of the year, you got a top 10. You got one just outside the top 10, a couple of 15th place finishes, a 10th and an 11th in the first four rounds of the series. To me, as a, a guy with so limited experience, I think that's fantastic. You've been able to stay out of trouble. You've logged good lap times. You've been able to, yeah, again, get a top 10 in a field of plus 20, right? That that Out of the gate, 13th in points and only four points out of the top 10 as a rookie after four races. <laughs> how do you gauge, how do you grade yourself for the first couple of weekends? Honestly, I feel really good. Um, as you just said, uh, the top 10 was our goal in St. Petersburg. I was very happy to be able to achieve that goal. And like you said, for championship point standings, to be that close in the yeah. top 10 being this early, I'm, I'm very happy with. My goal in Indy, obviously, is to, is to climb up that ladder a bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I would say for the first couple of races, it's been it's been very good so far. How was like so interesting, right? Because Sebring is a track that we tested at. You know, you guys did some significant testing there, I know, and then we had, had spring training there. But then we throw you to the Wolves at St. Petersburg. <laughs> what was it like for your first street race at St. Petersburg? Can you kind of go back and think about it now that it's done? It's behind you because we're going to Toronto later this year. You're back on the streets before it's all said and done in July. But how was that first street race for you? Honestly, I loved it. Um, good. I it was that track was amazing and being at a track that everybody knows was st petersburg is a big deal and so i just remember i thought i'd be a bit more timid around the walls um but honestly i don't it didn't really bug me all that much i'm excited okay. for toronto because of how much i enjoyed st petersburg and being a first race certainly that's a very difficult track to come into um but i'm, I'm happy that it was the first track because it made sebring seem not quite as like a like steep challenge like the yeah. competition obviously but the track is it's a little more lenient than st petersburg was so if that a makes more, a little more sense. breathing room right yes that's what <laughs> that's what i was trying to get to yeah, yeah. yeah folks this is episode 47 of the usf pro insider my name is rob howden joined by al mori the fourth rookie driver in the usf 2000 program this year driving the number seven for jay howard driver development uh, a number of sponsors on the car we'll get to the backers of al's program a little later on the month of May different for a lot of people. Obviously, when you're a rookie driver, Al, in this program here, you know, you're from Indianapolis or the, the area. You love IMS, so there's a pressure there. Um, so we'll talk about that in a second. But then you throw in the fact that you got to run your first oval race as well a couple of weeks later at Indianapolis Raceway Park. So there's a lot going on. More breathing room again. from You, know, you go from St. Pete, Concrete Canyon, 
uh, Sebring, there's a lot of walls there. Same thing, right? There's a lot of walls at that yeah. track too. Then Indianapolis is kind of more wide open. It's got a lot more flow. You know, the first part of the racetrack, it's it's kind of that flow back and forth. A couple of long straightaways as well. Mm-hmm. That's a fun racetrack. And then we throw you on the on the on the oval. On the oval at IRP. Have you done much oval testing yet? Have you, have you been on that track yet? We did two days of testing there. I believe two and a half, three weeks ago, right yeah. before the uh, the testing. Uh, band came out. We logged a lot of laps there. I was happy I was able to complete all the laps there. Okay. That were a lot of two. Um, certainly a different experience there. It wasn't <laughs> at all what I was expecting. No. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a lot. I think the race there is going to be really interesting. Good. I'm glad. Um, but it was certainly, like, like I said, it's certainly a different experience, but that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here for all the different fun experiences. And you do everywhere, everywhere you go, you're going to be up against those steep learning curve, right? A brand new racetrack, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Do you, are you an iRacing guy? Have you done a lot of iRacing on all the tracks we run? We are building my iRacing rig right now. Okay. Um, I have seen most – so some of the tracks that we race on this year, I did get the opportunity to race on last year. Well, Mid-Ohio being the only one. Um, but I've been on some of the other ones like Road America and IMS. So I know okay. what to expect coming into some of these tracks. Um, but iRacing, once we get the sim set up and the rig and everything going, I will be I will be using that quite a bit as a, as a tool to use before we can get there. All right, let's talk IMS. Um, again, one of the things, you know, we, I talk, mentioned a little bit about, about James Hinchcliffe. If you talk a little bit about Parker Thompson, I use that Toronto race because that's the one race that they can have their family, their friends, their sponsors show up, right? I remember being in the motorhome with James one time early in his IndyCar career where he was like literally hiding away from people in the motorhome just for half an hour. <laughs> just to get a chance to relax because he was the superstar there. You know, that that it, I know obviously we're at a lower level. We're not IndyCar, but still for you to go to IMS, you're going to have a lot of friends, family there. You're going to have a lot of sponsors there. Do you feel the pressure on that? Is it, or is it more of an excitement that like, I'm just like, super excited to do it and kind of have everybody along for the ride? I think it's definitely more of an excitement thing. Um, there's obviously, I want to perform very well for them, um, but I want to perform well every weekend that I'm on the car. So I see it more as just it's awesome that everybody's here, that I'm getting to see all my friends and family and people that have come out to support me. That means a lot to me, um, being the driver and everything, to see them show out and show their support. And uh, so it just really adds to the excitement. Like the whole weekend is already going to be massively exciting. And then having people that mean so much to me there is going to be, it's just going to be that little cherry on top if you will, it just makes it like the perfect weekend. So Exactly that. Now, listen, <laughs> I always like asking young drivers, obviously you tested the car last year. How far do you think you've come? If I ask you straight up, since the first time you got into a USF 2000 car, maybe even from January during testing to where you are right now, the, the, the level, the learning curve, the steepness of the learning curve. And I always want to get this across to racing fans who don't understand that when at this level, when you first got, get into the program, you know, when you're in, when you're in pro and an indie next, you know, you've been racing a long time. You've driven the tracks, right? Everything's kind of just a step up in terms mm-hmm. of the of the performance. For you guys that come in r- kind of brand new, the, le- the learning curve is so steep. How do you feel you've done over the last, let's say, three or four months uh, since really, really getting a chance to drive this car? To be honest, I feel like I've made a lot of big gains. Having teammates that are very high up in the points, such as my, my friends Lockie and, and Evagoras, they've been able to really help me along, I think, faster uh, than I would have absolutely faster than what I would have been able to do myself. Yeah. Having them be such good friends of mine, they're willing to help me both on track and off track, become a better driver and perfect techniques. I'll just bring one up such as brake shapes. That's something that was, I was having some trouble with uh, when I first drove the car and seeing what they're doing and everything. It's been super helpful. So I think with the help of them and the help, obviously from Jay and the team, giving me a very good car every weekend. Um, I think that's also helped me come up. I think, 
I think I've made a lot of gains, to be fair, uh, from where I started back in, we'll say January. That's a um, really interesting point that you bring up about break trace or break shaping, because that's one of the things I think a lot of kids, especially guys coming out of carding, struggle with. You obviously don't have a ton of carding experience, but that's one of the things they struggle with because breaking is so different. You know, they'll want to, some, some guys want a quick hit at the start and then rolling off, you know, to be able to handle, people don't realize that a, a fast lap isn't about just getting on the throttle early and rolling more corner speed. A lot of it's about how much you break when you get off the braking as well. Is that something that took you a while to get a feel for? It did, honestly. And F4, that was a bigger problem than it is for me now uh, because I was so new and everything. Yeah. Um, but rolling the speed, definitely from karting, like you're right, the braking is completely different. Um, but I think I think it's gotten a lot better. Uh, just It's all about getting off the brake, honestly. Uh, and it letting is, the car, it? And letting the downforce take effect through the corner because that's something also that's different from, from the F4 car is how much downforce this car makes. Trusting and that's, that, trusting that downforce. Yes, trusting the downforce. Because <laughs> every once in a while, uh, you just get a little like little loose, and you're like, "Whoa, I don't know about that." But then you got to remember, the car's meant to do that. It's got downforce; it can can handle all this. So, yeah, I love it. That's no, I just I love hearing you talk about it. That's that's, that's great. So again, like I said, uh, top fifteen in all the races so far. Um, a, a top ten already, almost a top 10, 11th, so almost two top tens. What what is your expectation for the rest of the season? Is is running inside the top ten? Is that kind of the goal right now for you? For me, the goal right now, like going into Indianapolis, the goal is definitely to be running in the top ten comfortably. Um, by the end of the year, I would love to be able to say I've had a top five or above finish. Um, we'll see as the as the season progresses uh, how that goal turns into, but I think it's a reasonable goal. Um, seeing as as the the success we had in St. Petersburg, especially, and then in Sebring again, um, but as of Indy, I think top ten is is a very happy place for us to be. I'd love to deliver more for everyone here in Indianapolis, um, but we'll have to see how the weekend goes. And if I can if I can get a top five in Indianapolis, that'd be absolutely wonderful. But realistically, I think top ten is a very very solid place to be. It's interesting because I think most people have heard me say this countless times, maybe ad nauseum, that I talk about the fact that 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 Road America is kind of the for, for rookies, Road America is kind of that middle ground where the rookies kind of they've got a feel for the for the cars and then they can really battle against the guys because they've been there for another year. Now we only have less than a handful of drivers uh, in their second year in the program already. We've seen some rookies already come up front and, and really be impressive out of the gate. So I think Road America, once you hit that point. Top fives are going to be those things that are definitely on the horizon. Let's talk a little bit now about, give you the opportunity to kind of talk about your sponsors a bit. And I know this is obviously one of the things to be able to put the money together to do this. I'm sure you have some sponsors. Give me, a, let me give you an opportunity to chat about some of the people that make this happen for you. Absolutely. So my, my first big sponsor would be Indy Boat Co. Uh, their boat dealership here in Indianapolis that sell all sorts of water sports boats and pontoons and everything. They've been very helpful to us as the season progresses. They're actually our first, uh, Sponsors that came on with us, we're very thankful for, for what they do. They take care of our uh, our boat, and they do a wonderful job here in Indianapolis. Uh, the second one that came on with us was my Uncle Carl's Bar in Sarasota, Florida, Florida, which is Rafferty's Bar and Grill. Every time when I'm in Florida, before the uh, when we came down for all this Sebring testing, we always went to his place before we went. All right, sounds good. And uh, yeah, it's a wonderful place. Um, and then the last sponsor that I have on the car now is uh, Reese Nichols Jewelers which is a jewelry place here in, in Indianapolis. Um, they've been very helpful with me. Uh, BJ Nichols actually is involved with the Porsche racing team as well. Um, so he's been great to have aboard. And we're still looking for sponsors at the moment, um, as all I'm sure drivers are doing. But we're, 
trying to we're making some moves trying to get some more companies uh, on board showing them the advantages of sponsoring a car like this and there's certainly a lot um and it's just we're getting there and we're very open to more sponsors coming along so you'll be saying that for the rest of your career out just to be honest i don't care who you are <laughs> yeah. i don't care if you're, I don't care if you're al Mori the fourth or if you're bobby rahal or chip ganassi or roger Penske. Yeah. everybody's always looking for some more people to come on board because motorsport sponsorship and the marketing side of it is really valuable there's the b2b as we know uh, there's just so many advantages to be to connecting with a motorsports program for sure. Now let's, let's have a bit of fun here as well. So I asked Nicholas Giofoni, we were kind of gabbing away. Of course, Nicholas, the point leader right now in USF juniors, he was on the last episode, episode 46 mm-hmm. of the, of the USF pro insider podcast. I was asking him what he eats on the road. Cause I, you know, I had a, I had a question I asked the kids last year, if you're rolling down the road on the road trip and you pull off, you know, you, all you guys are rolling down. You pull up. What's your fast food stop, right? And literally, I didn't ask that straight up to, to Nichols. But he's like, no, I don't eat that kind of food. I like that. You know, I'm, I eat really well. I'm like, come on. But he's from Brazil, right? And say, man, like maybe you don't <laughs> stop off and go to McDonald's or whatever. Like it's what, what kind of food do you like eating on the road? When, we're at Lee, right, when we were in St. Pete, when we were in Sebring, where are you going for, for dinner? I'm a, what, I'm a sandwich guy all the way. Like if sandwich I sandwich guy. Yeah, I love sandwich that and red meat. But if I see a firehouse subs on, on one of those little signs on the side of the highway, I'm stopping immediately. <laughs> You're in? Is, I'm a Jersey yeah. Mike's guy too. I like Jersey there Mike's. There you go. 100%. Those are good too. Yeah. I was, but I was looking over your deal here. You said your favorite food is your mom's lasagna, but it's also you can actually cook the lasagna yourself as well. It's yeah, it's not it's not anything like my mom's lasagna. It's not wonderful, but it can pass as the lasagna. It I'll works. put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's a, la- it's it's a layered pasta. Yeah. <laughs> well, for well, yeah. for seventeen years old, that's pretty solid, man. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Well, then, sam- well, listen, but the reason sandwiches are a lot easier for guys like us, right? You can knock out a good yeah. sandwich here. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so it's either sandwiches or red meat. So then, you and Giofoni will be fine because he said steakhouses. He goes, "I just want to go to a steakhouse." Yeah, and that's, that's very Brazil. Can... That's very Brazilian, right? I want to go to a steakhouse. Yeah, if I if it's if I'm gonna take longer than twenty minutes to eat, I definitely want to go to a steakhouse. I hear but you. If it's like you. down the highway, I'm taking fast food. It's fine. <laughs> I like firehouse subs. I like. Yeah, it's a good sponsor for you. Firehouse subs. Yeah, I'd love it, that. It should be on the car. It's a hundred percent. You know, I'll tag them in this. When we when we, we post it up, so they so that maybe they'll look at you. We need to get sponsorship for Al from Firehouse Subs. Uh, all right, let's <laughs> let's let's kind of cap things off here right now. We're rolling through this. You look at IndyCar right now, or any anywhere further up, Indy Next or something like that. Is there is there a, are there a couple of drivers you say, hey, those are my favorite drivers, or guys that maybe I want to pattern myself off of, both inside and off, outside the car. Obviously, seventeen years of age. This you've been fantastic in this interview. Very well spoken. Is there are there drivers that you look at and say, that's the guy I want to emulate? I think uh, apart from Jay Howard, my team owner, I take a lot from him. Um, a current driver in IndyCar that I look up to a lot is I have two actually, Alexander Rossi. Um, I've met with him a couple times. Very nice, uh, very nice guy, and awesome. fun to be around. And Joseph Newgarden as well. I think his whole persona is something I, I very like. He seems like a very happy, fun guy. Um, I'd love to be seen by my, my fans as either one of those those two drivers. A potential future Rossi or future Newgarden. I like that a lot. It's good. <laughs> All right, now listen, uh, you know, one of the things we always want to do, and I, and I push this a ton, is that, you know, because people, once the once so many of our drivers are road dandy slash USF Pro Championship drivers get a chance to graduate their way up, you know, the fans start following them, right? Whether it's a Pato Award or Colton Herta, uh, Renus VK, uh, and of course now Kyle Kirkwood, David Malukas, Stingray Rob. Um, follow them now, you know, get a chance to connect with the drivers when they're young, right? Then you can kind of develop that relationship and follow them through. I want people to start following you on social media. Hook me up. Where are you? Your Facebook and Instagram, right? Facebook, Instagram. Well, we're working on YouTube. We have Twitter Good. as well. Nice. Well, um, what are the, give me the, give me all the accounts. 
All right. So on Instagram, you've got Alamori IV Racing. Um, and then it's just the same name for Facebook and Twitter as well. So I can be found very easily just by those that name. Fourth so. generation, right? <laughs> yes, sir. I love it. That's fantastic. All right. Let's cap things off with this right now. We are what? Just it's Friday right now. You'll do, you'll be on track in a week at the Indianapolis yeah. Motor Speedway. I know how great I felt being out there in a go-kart a couple of years ago at the USAC battle at the Brickyard. Um, I can just imagine what it's going to be like for you rolling off pit lane for the first time, heading down into one and two. What's the mindset? Like, again, is it, is it a driver's mindset? You're excited about it, but I got to go racing. That's exactly the mindset. You know, I can be as excited as I want, but it all comes down to, to it's time to go. When I put the helmet on, everything goes away besides my focus for doing the best that I can that I can do when I go out on track. So the mindset is we're going to go out there. We're going to do everything I can. I'm going to do everything to the best of my ability, and we are going to get great results. So it's about confidence. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Al, thank you so much for joining me, and I appreciate it. Rob, thank you very much. Al Morey, the fourth, ladies and gentlemen, 17 years of age at a Fort Bill, Indiana, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the focus, obviously the home there. And that young driver is going to be rolling in like so many other Indiana drivers have done and get a chance to run for the first time at that hallowed ground that is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to follow everything, folks, next weekend. USF Pro Championships, download the app to be able to watch everything on the go. You can always go to the USF Pro Championships YouTube channel to watch all the races as well. We're going to get Al in the booth with us as well. There's another, not only is he racing the track, we're going to get him up in the booth as well uh, to do some uh, some play-by-play with me for one of the Indy Pro 2000, rather USF Pro 2000, put a quarter in the swear jar there, uh, USF <laughs> Pro 2000 uh, races and get them a chance to, to get on the, the world's largest PA system as well. Uh, and again, if you haven't watched the Discount Tire at the Climb mini documentary, not only is it on the USF Pro Championships app, they've also put it up on the USF Pro Championships YouTube channel as well. Fantastic app, uh, a mini documentary, three episodes already out there, the fourth episode coming up. Man, every time I watch it, I'm just blown away by it. They do such a great job of it, a, a great opportunity to kind of learn more about our entire program. Again, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Al Morey, the fourth. Well done, sir. Folks. Uh, More to come next week. We'll have a bunch more interviews coming, but it's time to go racing. It's the month of May. We're going to Indianapolis and the Motor Speedway here next weekend. We'll cap things off uh, with the Freedom 90 and the Freedom 75 at IRP at the Carb Night Classic. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the podcast. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.